Hello and welcome to the second ever edition of the Nathan Wrestling Podcast. On this podcast today there will be a collab to discuss that who should be the disciples of Seth Rollins. We will also be discussing who I think the hacker is alongside cross-promotional dream matches like WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. So Seth Rollins versus Okada, stuff like that and much, much more coming up on this podcast. Who do I think the hacker is? This is going to be a much more interesting topic. Now there's been rumours of Mustafa Ali moving to Raw. That's a bit of a shock to me, to be honest, because he was probably going to be prime suspect in this discussion. So let's discuss five suspects. First up, Mustafa Ali. Now he's going to be a bit weird now, seeing as he's potentially moved to Raw. The trade for AJ Styles. But it's going to... Everything has resembled him. So if it's not him, then who is it? Mustafa Ali's Brandon's all over it. One of the voices was mumble-jumbled into his. So if it's not Mustafa Ali, who is it? Time to discuss. Ba-bum. Number two, Chad Gable, a.k.a. Shorty G. It's Gable. Ooh, there's a lot about him. He was originally rumoured alongside Mustafa Ali until he just popped up randomly on SmackDown a few weeks ago. After the who ran over Elias thing. WWE is seemingly forgotten about because it's now just about drugs, not the fact somebody nearly killed somebody. Drugs and apple juice is the theme of that. Not the fact Elias nearly died because of this feud. So, anyway, going off topic, Chad Gable randomly appeared on SmackDown after everybody thinking, oh, well, he's staying off because he's the hacker, he's the hacker. No, he isn't. WWE just didn't have a single bit of planning for him. <clears throat> so he then he ended a mini tiny feud with Cesaro and Nakamura, which just seemingly went nowhere. So I think they should just write him off TV again. And when they, they reveal him as part of this hacker faction, potentially, then, then, they should say, Chad Gable appeared on SmackDown for a few weeks to get more information. That's a smart way to say we didn't have any plans. He has our plans now. Ba-bum. Third. Third is none other than your boy, Xavier Woods. Now, why would he join the hackers? Well, it would be a shock because of how good the New Day has been in the last while. I mean, people have got used to the New Day without Woods since October. It's now June. So if they do reveal Xavier Woods as either the hacker or part of this hacker faction, could potentially spring some people off guard. Which is what WWE should be wanting to do. Just imagine this, if it's a faction so far, Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, Xavier Woods. I mean, that's a nice faction. And would it be weird to see Xavier Woods go from a, a good guy faction to just straight into a heel faction? Well, that could be pretty intriguing. And, he's, and then there's the storyline of why did Xavier Woods leave the New Day? 
which they could look into, which obviously they have to have him revealed as the hacker or part of the hackers to actually do that, but let's ignore that. And it would be nice to see something different for any of the New Day, because they've just been together for so long. Yes, it's been so successful, but it would be nice to see something different happen with them. I mean, if Big E and Kofi help team up to take down Xavier Woods and the Hackers, could be a really fun storyline, that. We don't like our, our old friend. He's now bad. We need to take him out, bring him back with us. I think that could be a good storyline to explore. Then fourth. I'm just going to not leave this one to last. Because I don't think it's going to happen. CM Punk. Why would he be the hacker? He wouldn't. But. There was rumours of it being him. WWE backstage teased it being him. And with my staff rally moving to Raw. Chad Gable showing up. <laughs> Maybe it could be. If they plan on implementing the hacker in the main event. Because I know CM Punk would not return for a mid-card thing. And by looking at what the hackers got involved in so far, it's like a mid-card thing. Mandy and Otis, well, just because Otis has been main event in SmackDown over one of the best matches of 2020, <coughs> doesn't mean that's a main event thing. Then what else did he get involved in? I mean, nothing much I can think of. Uh... It's trying to mess with some tag teams. Just tell me what I'm missing. But all I can think of is what the Haggers got involved in is Mandy Rose and Otis. Which is definitely not main event calibre. So why would CM Punk be the hacker? Well, unless if they're planning on making it a big main event thing, I don't think it would be. This is just a, a wild card pick. And if it is CM Punk, I will be shocked. Very, very shocked. Then again, I never thought he'd be showing up on WWE backstage, even if it is a Fox deal. So yeah, if it's Punk, I'll be shocked. But fourth, CM Punk. Finally, The Rock. No, I was just going to do a... Yeah, it's not five's not The Rock. Number five is Ember Moon. Why Ember Moon? She said on WWE The Bump or backstage or one of them random talky things. The, the injury she has may be a career and an injury. I don't think it is. I think she's the female member of this hacker faction. And Ember Moon is going to be part of this hacker group. And that could be fun. She's told people she may be out forever. WWE haven't, didn't have any plans for her before that. She got injured in a 24-7 title chase. I mean, what does that show? The WWE doesn't care. That is the worst way to get injured, isn't it? <laughs> Chasing after the jobber belt that nobody wants. But yeah. Ember Moon is going to be part of this hacker group. And I love to see it if it happens. So, a roundup of all my picks. Mustafa Rally, because he's the obvious choice, even though he's went to Raw, apparently. Chad Gable. Even though he's been appearing on SmackDown. Uh, it was third. I can't remember who I said third. Xavier Woods. To turn on the new day. CM Punk. Because. Well it's not going to happen. I just needed a fourth guy. And Ember Moon. Because she teased a career and an injury. Maybe it's just to get people off the scent. 
Same with Ali De Raw, Gail was showing up on SmackDown. And Woods saying he's not the hacker. And CM Punk saying, well, I'm definitely not the hacker. Why would I go there? Which is probably true, that one. But coming up after this is a pre-recorded bit. So if it sounds a bit off, it's because it was recorded before everything else. So yeah, goodbye. Hello. Hello and welcome to this next section of the podcast. This bit was recorded before everything else and has a guest. Say hello or Robbie. What's up? Thank you for having me. That's not her that's not hello, but it works. So what we're going to be discussing is who should be added to the group of Seth Rollins' disciples. Ooh, nice. I like this topic. Suggested by yours truly. Now Go with your first one, what All you were right. saying. So, for my first one, I'm going to go with Tony Nese. So, I feel like Tony Nese would fit well with this group just because of the style that the other three members of the group wrestle with. And I feel that the the whole like gimmick of becoming a disciple is for wrestlers who haven't been winning matches lately and haven't been doing much. And I feel like Rollins, like, saves them from falling into, like, the undercard. So I feel like it'd be cool for Tony Neeson. It would give him something new to do and probably boost up his career again. That's cool, yeah. The first person I said was Dominic Dijakovic because he's been teasing more or less everything on Twitter and Instagram. And he'd be cool for this group because... He lost to Johnny Gargano, hasn't really got anything going for him in NXT other than losing a match to Keith Lee every few weeks. So if he came up with Seth Rollins' group, it could be a fun new thing for him. And it would be a new big guy for the group after AOP went, which is vital at the moment. So yeah, Dominic Dijakovic is my first guy. Yes, I, I like the thought of a big guy in a group especially since AOP are going to be gone for a couple more months now. I'd say I think they're returning in the fall. So mm. going going off on that uh, big guy, I for my big guy, I put Damian Priest because I feel like he would just fit in well with them. And I feel like it, it would just be like really cool because I feel like his gimmick would fit well with the, the Monday Night Messiah. And it would just give like a good big man to the group. I see where that's coming from. Now, the next one may be a bit of a shock to people, but I've heard it teased, and it could actually lead to a match that actually happened before. Dominic Mysterio. Because I think it would be really quite fun if he would. there was a storyline where he turns on his dad and joins the group of Seth Rollins, Murphy, Austin Theory. And he then goes on to have... To see him to like be a guest for a match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio at SummerSlam in a custody of Dominic match because <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, if honestly, if uh Dominic did that to Rey, he'd already be the ultimate heel and he would fit in so good. Yep. That. So go with your next guy. All right, well, this one's actually a woman, same thing. So 
Uh, for a woman, I'm I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan. Mm. So, the reasoning behind this is like, it's it's along the same lines as everything else, but like it would, I feel like it would just give her like a sh- like a different character, and I feel like it'd be better for her to play around with, cause like, right now she isn't really doing like too much like character work. Like she was just on Raw and she teamed with Natalia and yep. lost to the Iconics. So I feel like it'd be something like super different and like nothing like we've ever seen it from her before. Like sure she's been a heel with the Riot Squad, but like she didn't really get to like do too much character work within the Riot Squad. And I feel like it would just add like a really different element to uh her character and just having a female in the group so they could be more dominant. Yeah. I get where you're coming from with the female. I'll be on to that later. But for now, I've got a bit of an awkward one. Jinder Mahal. Ooh. I know all he's been doing is face heel, face heel. He's the new big show. Because he showed up on Raw when he came back as a heel. Two weeks later, he's a face in a promo. Then he's off with another knee surgery. So maybe when he comes back, he can come back as a heel again. Join Seth Rollins' group. And if Drew's still the champion, instead of him facing Drew McIntyre, he could win a match with Drew. Everybody wants it. And then gives up his shot to Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins has seen how vulnerable he is because of all his injuries. So he could play off that. I feel I feel so um, bad for Jinder Mahal. Yeah. But he could manipulate him into giving him the title shot. Maybe he beats Drew McIntyre. Maybe down the line we get Jinder turning face on Seth Rollins. And saying he earned the title shot. I want the title. So go with your next guy. Alright, so I think this is my last one. I put uh Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Mustafa Ali would just fit in good considering that most of um that like Murphy was a cruiserweight. <coughs> and like yep. I feel like he's getting like a lot of cruiserweight guys to be in his faction. But the main reason for that is like Mustafa Ali hasn't been on TV that I remember in like six months. Nope. So, and everyone's so used to Mustafa Ali being like a good guy that yep. I feel like it would just shock a lot of people from him being like the generic mm-hmm. like baby face to turning heel and joining Seth Rollins. Yeah. I've got something to say on that, actually. I saw a report earlier today, that a Fightful report saying that Mustafa Ali's apparently being traded to Raw, so Ooh. who knows? Right, now I'll go with my last one and the last one of this discussion. It's going to shock a lot of people. Yes, more than gender. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Ooh. Because by the time she's finished with her maternity leave, whenever finishes nine months a year, just over a year, People will have forgotten about a big role women's title win. Well, they won't have forgotten, but it won't be fresh in their minds. So she comes back, says that being off with maternity leave, having the kid, has made her see sense. And she sees where her husband is coming from. And she joins his group and is the dominant heel on Raw. Dominant female heel. And then you know her and Seth could dominate. Mm. I have to agree with yeah. that. That's pretty good. And you know what? The good part about that, if she joined him 
and if she doesn't want to wrestle like right off the bat when she um comes back from maternity leave, she could even work as like a manager. Cause I feel yeah. like she would hit. I feel like she would fit in good as like a heel manager, especially for her husband or fiance, depending on oh, whatever he is. <laughs> yeah, but I do like the the thought of like a big faction in WWE right now. Because you see so many other companies that have, like, more factions, Options. such as, like, yeah. AEW. Like, they have... They've got Elite Inner Circle, yeah. Yeah, Dark Order. Dark Order. Yeah. And, like, I feel like WWE has, like, a problem with, like, factions. Because, like, either they form them and don't keep them going. But I feel like yep. they could do something really good with this Rollins one. And then I heard that... um Vince is really high on the idea of MVP's uh, brand. Mm. and I heard Until next they... week when he changes his mind. Yeah. And I heard that they want yeah. like Apollo and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, I had that. So that could be really good competition. <laughs> it does look like they've been building up a lot of stables. I mean, they had Andrade, Angel, Garza, and Austin Theory before they just bin them off. Then there's Seth Rollins' group. And now there's MVP's group. Yeah, they could build some more and have a big stable war. War games. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, but once AOP gets back, um, the Monday Night Messiah is gonna be dominant. Yeah, and I think when they come back, he'll just say, "We don't need you anymore." Yeah. But then maybe they go over to SmackDown, let's say, and destroy SmackDown. That'd be cool. I feel like Rollins like yeah. would thrive with this with the championship like during this run. Yeah. Maybe we leave the belt on Drew for a while. Seth Rollins, no, no, we said Jinder Mahal's gonna get a title shot being under his influence. He takes us off him, but massive heel heat. He's the Messiah. These are his disciples. He's better than them, and then goes on to beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah. It, I think it'd be cool if, like, one of the disciples, like, somehow ends up, like, earning a title shot. And then yeah. Seth, like, guilts the guilts them into giving it to him. Yep. I'd that be- was the gender thing I mentioned, because yeah. that could be fun. That, those are always good stories like that. Yeah. We've got anything else to talk about, is this it? I think this is it. This is it then. Yep. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Of course. Me. You're welcome. Yeah. Before this bit on the podcast, it was recorded a day after. This was recorded on Wednesday, just so you know. See ya. The end is near. Fall and pray. Fall and pray. This next bit is talking about who should dethrone Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Now, there's a few options for this. There could be Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. anyway, I'm going to talk about it. So first up is a non-obvious choice, North American Champion Keith Lee. Why? Because on NXT last night, 
it was announced that Keith Lee would put the North American Championship on the line next week against Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano in a three-way. And then I think it was the week after or something, it would be the winner of that versus Adam Cole in a winner-take-all. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if that is the case, maybe Keith Lee could become Keith Two Belts and have the NXT and the North American Championship instantly making him the biggest star on NXT. And it would. Because he is the world champion and the mid-card champion. You can't exactly get the Cruiserweight Championship as well. Watch him become tag team championship. Tag team champions. And then just say, I'm now a Cruiserweight. I'm now a woman. <laughs> and Keith Lee wins all the belts. Now that's not going to happen. But Keith Lee, it's not an obvious choice. But if that is the case, they're probably going to have a screwy finish in that. Because... You don't, unless you have Keith Lee drop the belt at Balrog Gargano, you don't want Keith Lee to drop the belt. But you also don't want Adam Cole to drop the belt at Keith Lee. Like, you don't want Adam Cole with both belts, and you probably don't want Keith Lee with both belts. So they're going to have a really screwy finish. Carrying across Finn Balor, Jonathan Gargano get involved to cost Adam Cole, baby, and Keith Lee a chance at the are getting a second respective title. Now, my second option for this is the obvious one, Karrion Cross, Fall and Prey, Fall and Prey, because they've been teasing him facing Adam Cole last week on NXT when Scarlet Bordeaux came out and put the time thing next to Adam Cole, signalling the end of his championship reign, and then the backstage segment with Adam Cole and Keith Lee on NXT, there was one there. So is that signalling Adam Cole's time as NXT champion is up? Or is it signalling that Vince McMahon's going to get involved and say, Karrion Cross needs to be job? Damn it! But no, no, I think if that's the next feud they're going with, then I think they're going to fast-track Karrion Cross to the NXT championship. Potentially... Have him win the NXT Championship from Adam Cole Bear Now, I know this has got nothing to do with Karrion Cross, but Adam Cole, it was rumoured that his contract was coming to an end, is it? Is it not? I don't know. But if it is and he does go to AEW, they're going to want him squashed. And I think it would be a really interesting and intriguing thing to do if they have Adam Cole destroyed like what they did with Tommaso Champred in your house six minutes cross gets most of the offense new NXT champion nobody will see it coming certainly not Adam Colvave and the rest of the undisputed era that's for sure now carrying cross the obvious choice probably the main one now I'm gonna come up with a third choice which is very hard to do because who else would take it from Adam Cole it doesn't look like Dexter Loomis is going near the title because if the drawing with him and Dream with the tag team title I mean that could be interesting Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis as the NXT tag team champions doesn't look well Dream's not going for it anytime soon while, Cole, while Cole's champion <coughs> sorry about that because he's Got a thing after losing Adam Cole. 
he will never challenge for the title while Cole is champion. So he's obviously not taking it off Cole. Roderick Strong. They've been teasing it at Undisputed Ever Breakup. And if it happens, I think Roderick Strong's got the most of a chance of taking the NXT Championship from Adam Cole. You wouldn't think it, but it could potentially happen. It doesn't have to be Roddy Strong. It could easily be Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, but they're tag team guys, and WWE doesn't care about tag teams. So my third pick is Roderick Strong. I don't see this happening, if I'm honest. I see Cross taking the championship and then the Undisputed Era implored. And then we do a Cole v Strong feud. But right now, I just don't see it. But if I had to pick a third guy behind Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, it would definitely be Roderick Strong. And not Gargano, Bala, Champa. It would be strong. There's some honourable mentions, Gargano and Bala. But no. I've got to be I've got to say Top of the Top of the Mountain is Karrion Cross. I think he's taken it at the next NXT championship match other than this winner takes all Malarkey. Then Keith Lee. Because he might win it in that winner takes all Malarkey. And then Roddy Strong, because it looks like the Tasting of UE implosion. So then my picks, stay tuned for more cross-promotional dream matches on the way soon. You won't want to miss that. I have a quick announcement to make. The following is some advice on the current situation with the Black Lives Matter movement. I suggest sign the petitions to try and sort this mess. Donate if possible. Please don't be racist towards anyone. Support the movement. Just a quick message. Thank you. Up now is a very controversial topic. Thoughts on all elite wrestling. Now, before I say this, it's probably best that people know that I don't really tune in for the weekly shows. Because the crowd UK deal that they've got. With it showing on the ITV hub on like Sunday mornings. And it happens on Wednesday nights, so I normally just watch some highlights, find out what happens. Because I don't... I'm not going to try and avoid AEW spoilers for half a week. But I do tend to buy the pay-per-view events. We bought Double or Nothing and Revolution. Was it Revolution? Was it? Somewhat begin with RE. I don't know. I think it was Revolution. I'm going to call it Revolution if it wasn't. Oops. The one with Moxley taking the belt. So, yeah. So my thoughts based off that is it Seems really fun wrestling. That there's a lot of mix for whatever you want, but there's a lot of promises they've made that they haven't kept. Like, oh, we will push everyone, we will. Whatever. I also think that 
they shouldn't be going after every formerly released name in WWE because they're going to become the new WCW or Impact. Chris Jericho was fair enough, big signing. The first big name. John Moxley, fair enough, brings eyes to the product. But Mr. Brody Lee, well, yes, he's been doing wonders over in AEW. This is the Dark Order leader. But, but, where was Luke, what was Luke Harper doing in the WWE? He's not a big star. Really, is he? And what was he doing before WWE? Going around the indies. He won an Intercontinental title and held it for four weeks. He won a few tag team titles. It doesn't make him the big star. But then FTR, I completely understand. Because, you know, links with the Young Bucks. Everybody's wanted that match for years. So if AEW want to do that match, I completely understand that. Completely. But with the likes of Brody Lee, there's probably others I can't think of. They don't need them. And I'm just intrigued to see how many of the other guys they get in that were recently released. For example, Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder. Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. But there's one guy certainly looks like they're not getting Heath Slater. <laughs> Poor guy. This Cody said on somebody's podcast or interview that he didn't want Heath Slater. <laughs> Poor guy. I'll have him, I'll have him, I'll have him. Heath Slater. No chance in hell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my thoughts on AEW is that it's a fun new promotion. I'd check it out if possible. If you want some, an alternative to the WWE. Although it's a shame that that and NXT is on the same time. Because they're both really good alternatives. But you're forced, well if you can even watch both live, live which I can't. Then just, you have to, you have to say tune into one of them live. Wait to watch the other one which is a bit of a shame because there was rumours of Tuesday Night Dynamite why didn't they do that or why didn't NXT go the full two hours just to spite Cody like they're both on 750,000 viewers a week Raw's on Smackdown's on like two million I reckon they could both get a million each at least if they were on different days that's just my opinion but obviously they're not so my thoughts on AW is just a fun new company. Watch it if you want. I don't know, I've just rambled about nothing. I need time, okay. So yeah, that's my thoughts on AEW. In about two minutes with another two and a half minutes of rambling. Bye. Coming up next though. I know I've just said bye. Look at all that. Coming up next. Cross promotional dream matches. There's a lot of them. A damn lot of them. It's true. It's damn true. This final section is going to be a damn long one. Cross-promotional dream matches of mine. So I'm going to pick ten cross-promotional dream matches with people from WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and potentially even more, facing off against one another. First up is a one that's not really dream, 
but it's something that's come around recently. Miz and Morrison have made a few singing YouTube videos. They were in a handicap match. I think Miz and Morrison versus Joe Hendry and some sort of mystery partner. Maybe Elias. Yep, Miz and Morrison versus Joe Hendry and Elias. I know that's three quarters of WWE. Sue me. Because they're all singing. Joe Hendry had the proper singing music videos for thing first on his opponents. And WWE went, I like that idea. Give it to Miz and Morrison, damn it. So they did. But I want Joe Hendry to team up with Elias. Against Miz and Morrison, because Hendry wants his gimmick back and Elias wants to help him. Obviously, we have to wait until the whole Elias got damn run over storyline to finish. And I've heard rumours that he was injured, which is very sad. So maybe we were, and then we do Joe Hendry, you know. <laughs> Obviously, it's never going to actually happen. I hope it does, but it's not. Yeah, now we're going to get on to actual decent matches and not crappy gimmick matches. Seth Rollins. The Monday Night Messiah. He's already been talked about for 10 minutes of this, and now he's getting talked about more. Against Kenny Omega. You might see him come up a lot on this. <laughs> so, Seth Rollins of WWE versus Kenny Omega of AEW. Why? Because Seth Rollins has been on top of WWE for ages. Multiple time WWE champion, former Universal champion, but he lost it in absolute mess. Kenny Omega is probably one of, if not the best wrestler in the world. And I think these could have one hell of a match if they're both fully invested. I'd love to see Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega in a ring. I don't know what ring. And unless Kenny Omega joins WWE, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But it would be really, really, really fun. And they could put on a brilliant, brilliant match. So now we're going to move on to the third cross-promotional dream match. Which is going to be a women's match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Asuka. You might think, why is this a dream match of yours? Why do you care about anyone in AEW's women's division? Britt Baker's perfect. She managed to make getting a torn ACL injury work. Britt Baker couldn't do anything. Which translates to Asuka. Asuka can do anything. So this is just the we can do anything match. Asuka versus Britt Baker. I mean, I don't know where it would happen. I, I don't really see it ever happening. But this could be really fun right now. Wait, not right now, because Britt Baker's injured. But the second the injury is over, Vince, Tony, strike up a deal, will you? Get Asuka versus Britt Baker, split the profits from, any, from the show 50-50. We need Oscar versus Britt Baker. We need it. And when I say need, I mean need. 
Because it would be really fun. Character based nonsense. That's what we want. Next is going to be a big stable thing. I think the Dark Order versus Seth Rollins and his disciples. Obviously, we're going to have to introduce some more new disciples first. You know, the earlier bits, there's some suggestions, Vince. Please take them. So, yeah, they can introduce some new disciples. And then let's say five on five. Seth Rollins and his disciples versus the Dark Order. Let's just say for this bit that we, let's just say, you know, AOP still here. That makes Rollins, Murphy, Theory, Aiken, Reza, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, because it seems like they're teasing him joining. He's teaming with Brody Lee next week on AEW. And then we can have Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Ten. Ten. Not that ten, but ten. And then, instead of four and four war games, we do five and five. Because there's only one solution for this. War games! <laughs> so, war games between the Dark Order, Seth Rollins and his disciples. Obviously, it's never going to happen because Brody Lee's just a left Vince McMahon's company, and b literally plays the role of Vince McMahon on AEW television. But if it were to happen, Brody Lee and his what are they really called? His minions <laughs> versus Seth Rollins and his disciples could be absolutely. Perfect. But I don't think it's going to happen. Obviously it's never going to happen. What am I talking about? This is dream matches. Keyword, dream. But yeah, that would be really fun to see. Speaking of dream, number five. Kazuchika Okada versus the Velveteen Dream. I'd be thinking, well, it's just the most randomly thrown together match ever. I know. The current best wrestler versus one of the future best wrestlers. Okada has shown he's amazing over in Japan. But that's all he ever done. Being over in Japan. I'd like to see him come to the US, face some big names over in the US. And a good way to start could be Okada versus the Velveteen Dream. You could face a new person, get the win. Carter versus Velveteen Dream. I'd really like to see that. I don't know why. I haven't got a clue why I'm liking the thought of that. I just am. Why I want Velveteen Dream versus Kazuchika Okada, I don't know. It just crossed my mind. Number six is another big tag team thing. The Usos versus the Young Bucks. You might be thinking, well, WWE hasn't cared about the tag teams. Well, the Usos have been there for 10 years. They've shown that they are a really good tag team. So I think the Usos should have a match at some point down the line with the Young Bucks. The best tag team WWE has to offer against the best tag team 
AEW has to offer. Don't know who win this, but it sounds like a really fun match. Obviously, as long as it doesn't happen under Vince McMahon, we could have one of the best tag team matches ever. And no, speaking of Young Bucks and best tag team matches ever, I do not agree with Dave Meltzer on that Revolution match with Omega and Page being the best tag team match ever. But I know I'm rambling again. The Young Bucks and the Usos. Brilliant. Love to see that. So now we move on to the seventh dream match. This isn't cross-promotional. I know I said cross-promotional dream matches. But this has never happened. And it would have been cross-promotional a few years ago. Edge versus AJ Styles. I know, they're both contracted to WWE. Sue me. But I think, look at what AJ Styles got out of The Undertaker. May not have been a proper wrestling match, but I still think he could get a lot in a wrestling match out of a 55-year-old Undertaker. Edge had a brilliant match at Backlash against Randy Orton. Imagine what he could do with AJ Styles. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Sorry, Bret Hart, but you're not it. The champ that runs the camp... This is his house. AJ Styles is the best in the world. Not you, punk. AJ Styles. I do think AJ Styles versus Edge could tear the roof off the place. If Edge is back in time for Mania from this little leg injury, or whatever he's got. Edge versus Styles in the main event. Book it, Vince. Book it. Moving on to the it's. This is the dream match. What? <laughs> it's just because I've talked about Edge that's stuck in my head now. This again is a completely WWE dream match. Carrion Cross. Fall and pray. Fall and pray. Let him in. Versus the fiend. Bro Wyatt. This was not happening now. Down the line, if Bill Cross up as a star in NXT, The Fiend is yet again the top guy on the main roster. The Fiend versus Carrion, aka Killer Cross. Could be fun. Real character work. And I'd like to see what Scarlet Bordeaux or Scarlet up. I don't I don't know. Is she just Scarlet? Is she Scarlet Bordeaux? Anyway. She could be a really fun element in this. Getting into the head of the fiend, which nobody can ever do. I think that'd be fun to explore. Somebody that can actually get into the head of the fiend. Braun Strowman with the sheep mask malarkey doesn't count. So it would be really fun to see somebody who can get into the head of the fiend face the fiend. So Karrion Cross versus the fiend. <laughs> Dream match number nine. This next one. It's an actual cross-promotional dream match. <laughs> I know, you feel robbed. Another one with Okada. Kazuchika Okada. Versus the big dog. He's a, such a big sweaty dog. He's got such wet hair. Such a big dog. Roman Reigns. <laughs> 
I've just sat here and said he's a big dog for the 30 seconds. Anyway, Roman Reigns is the top guy under Vince McMahon. Kazuchika Okada is the top guy in New Japan. He's known as one of the best actual wrestlers in the entire planet. And I'd like to see what he can do with a guy like Roman Reigns. Also, you're welcome, Okada, for me putting you on this twice in my dream matches. But anyone, like, in WWE versus Okada would be fun. Rollins, Moxley over in AEW, Jericho, can't really say Omega, because they've had 50 matches, and they're the, according to Dave Meltzer, the best wrestling match in the world, which I don't agree with, listen to the first podcast, yeah, cheers, uh, so yeah, I'm going to say Roman Reigns is the big dog, versus Kazuchika Okada, the bigger dog. One on one. Not under Vince though. In New Japan. Because that's the only way we're having a big dog match. And finally. The final dream match. This is the final dream match. Number 10. Diddle, 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 diddle. 10, 10, 10. No, not that 10. Not the Dark Order 10 either. The 10th match. Will Osprey. Whoa, he's so elevated. Versus. Look in my eyes. What do you see? A cult. A personality. Will Osprey. Versus CM Punk. This has been teased over Twitter with Punk and Osprey going at it. And Punk saying, well, I'll only return for something big. And the match between Punk and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom is something big. Now, he's not contracted to WWE. He's contracted to Fox, as people love to remind you. So that means he can do a match at... New Japan at uh, Wrestle Kingdom against Will Osprey. You see, this is the only match on this list other than Edge and Styles and Cross and the Fiend, which don't really count, that could actually happen. And I don't know, I said cross promotional, and CM Punk isn't signed to a promotion. Stop whinging about that. CM Punk with Osprey could be the greatest wrestling match ever. No pun intended. Well, it was very intended, but we're just going to say it wasn't intended. Because, you know. So, let's run through the matches, if I can remember. Joe Hendry and Elias versus Miz and Morrison. Omega Rollins. Was it Omega Rollins that I said? I think it was, which means Rollins appeared on here twice. Rollins and his disciple versus the Dark Order. Okada versus Velveteen Dream. Okada versus Reigns. Punk versus Osprey, Styles Edge, Karrion Cross versus The Fiend, <laughs> Usos Young Bucks, and I don't think I can remember the other one. <laughs> Can't remember one of the matches I said. 
I honestly can't remember. Oh, Britt Baker versus Asuka. That's it. There's me ten. I'm not repeating them again because I've forgotten all of them, but Britt Baker versus Asuka now. I have an announcement quickly to tell you, so don't go. The next few minutes is a big announcement that I want everybody to hear. Stay tuned. Here is the big announcement for the third podcast. I want guests, wrestling amino guests. That's right. You want to talk about your custom league and your custom wrestler. You want to be interviewed. You want to give an interview where this is your time to shine. I will be announcing this on the podcast blog, but if you want to get on this, Please uh, drop me a private message over on there. And I will reach out to you. And talk to you. About coming on here a time. That suits both. Whatever. This is my big announcement. For episode 3 of the Nathan Wrestling Podcast. Now I know you're enjoying the podcast. So if you want to be on it. Just tell me. Thanks for watching this podcast. And I hope that episode 3 is going to be absolutely perfect. And I know, I said watching this podcast. I meant listening. Don't, don't ask. I'm used to saying watching. And there is another big announcement. Listen to 10 seconds of little music and then know the other one. Remember how I messed up one of my words to watching? Well, that is because there is a YouTube channel on the way. It will not just be wrestling content, it will be wrestling and football, aka soccer. Predictions will be on there. Stuff like that. Predictions, gaming, reviews, all that and more on the YouTube. I would be making a proper announcement of the name and all that because I haven't yet set that up. I just know that it's coming alongside the podcast. We may even be able to reach out and get some interviews on it, which would be fun. But this is in addition to the podcast. It's going to be fun. It's true. It's damn true. Thank you for listening. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to my announcements as well, because you didn't really have to stick around for them. I just... Thanks. I hope you decide to come on the next podcast. For now, goodbye!